0: Good afternoon, this is Marshall Davis. As we get closer to the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus begins to focus on how to enter the Kingdom of God. From a Buddhist perspective, this question would be expressed as how to enter nirvana, or how to be enlightened, as a Hindu might ask, how to be liberated. Different spiritual traditions have different terms for this, but it's the same spiritual reality. Jesus addresses this topic elsewhere in his teachings as well. For example, in the Gospel of John, Jesus says that to enter the kingdom of God, one has to be born again. And Jesus is not talking about the evangelical experience there. It has nothing to do with the conversion to Christianity. Jesus is talking about spiritual sight. He says to Nicodemus in this passage, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. This term, born again, Jesus also calls born from above, or born anew, or born of the Spirit. This metaphor of rebirth is meant to convey that spiritual awakening is like entering a new world. Jesus experienced this at his baptism. To enter the kingdom of God is to enter into an entirely new way of seeing. It is a shift in perspective. Million dollar question... becomes how? How does one enter the kingdom of God, or the realm of God, or the spiritual realm? Jesus answers, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. In other words, it's as simple as asking. The best translation of Jesus' words here is, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. Jesus here is stressing the quality of persistence or perseverance. And he teaches this in other parables, like the widow who won't stop asking the unjust judge for justice, or the woman who keeps looking until she found The coin that she lost, or the shepherd who keeps looking for the sheep until he finds it. The most important quality in the spiritual life is persistence, perseverance. The spiritual quest is not a pastime, not a side gig, it's not a game or a hobby. It consumes you. I can testify that's true in my life, all of my life. Since the time I was in my late teens, I've had a hunger and thirst for truth that consumed everything else and did not stop until I found. We see that in the story of the Buddha. After years of seeking and trying different spiritual disciplines, Gautama decided to sit down under a tree and he would not get up until he was enlightened or dead. It was life or death determination that was the key. Not some spiritual technique or trick or anything like that. I would also say that skepticism is very important. Part of that determination. Near the end of my search, I was deconstructing my Christianity, carefully investigating to see if what I had believed for all these decades was really true. And I was relentless in my skepticism. I was persistent to find out what was real and true. This stage took two and a half years, but I did not stop. I would accept no easy answers. The problem with most people is that they are not willing to look beyond the easy answers, the conventional solutions. They are too willing to accept prepackaged religious or spiritual answers that someone or some system gives them. They get tired of the search and they settle for religion rather than truth. Truth is not a religion, or a theology, or a church, or a philosophy. These are substitutes for truth. If you persevere, no matter how long it takes, or what the consequences, then you find. Also, Jesus is saying that we are, we are to expect to find what we are looking for. It's not a, a hopeless search. In Christian language, we should have faith that we will be given what we're asking for, that the door will open. Jesus says, Which of you, if your son asks for him for bread, will give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And the variation of this in the Gospel of Luke says, Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. In other words, if you are persistent, your prayers will be answered. You will find. Do not give up hope. Persistence. Faith. We ask and seek and knock in hope expecting to find if we persevere. That hope is what keeps us asking and seeking and knocking long after after others have given up and settled. We have faith and hope because we trust what Jesus says about the Kingdom of God. And What does he say about the Kingdom? He says the Kingdom of God is within you. Pharisees came to Jesus asking where the Kingdom of God is and when it's going to come. Jesus replied the coming of the Kingdom of God is not something that can be observed. Nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. This can be translated in your midst, meaning you're in the middle of of it. It's all around you. In the Gospel of Thomas, Jesus says, if those who lead you say to you, see the kingdom is in the sky, then the birds of the sky will precede you. If they say it's in the sea, then the fish will precede you. Rather, the kingdom is inside of you, and it is outside of you. When you come to know yourselves, then you will become known, and you will realize that it is you who are the sons of the living Father. Jesus said, "'Split a piece of wood and I am there. Lift up a stone and you'll find me there.'" In other words, what you are seeking is here now. Couldn't be any closer. The truth you are seeking is all around you. You are in the kingdom of God. And it is in you. You're already enlightened, you could say. You already have eternal life. This is the paradox of spiritual truth. There's nowhere we have to go and nothing we have to do to enter the kingdom of God. It's simply a matter of realizing what is here and now. Realizing who and what we are here now. The Kingdom of God is at hand. All we have to do is reach out our hands and see it at our fingertips. It's that simple. It's because it is so simple that it is missed. We keep knocking. Then one day, we suddenly realize that the door is open. And it's always been open. There's a famous painting of Christ knocking on a door and it represents, according to most interpreters, the human heart. And When you look closely, you see that there is no handle or latch on the door. That is because it can only be opened from the inside. There is no closed door except for the door that we have created. There's no bondage except self-bondage. Dualistic thinking puts up walls and locked doors to divide inside from outside, us from God. If God is truly omnipresent, there can be no inside or outside. I recently heard a guy joking that his house was so small that the front door is the back door. We knock on the door of the kingdom of God and when it opens, it opens to where we already are. Inside is outside. We don't have to go anywhere. Here and now is the kingdom of God. It is so simple. And yet, it seems so difficult. Jesus explores his paradox in his next words, where he gives a further teaching on how to enter the kingdom of God. How do we enter the kingdom of God? Jesus says, enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Enter by the narrow gate. The word narrow really does not sufficiently communicate what Jesus is saying here. The old King James Version of the Bible puts it best, but uses the word we don't really use too much today. It says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leads unto life, and few there be that find it. The gate is straight. Not straight as in a straight line, meaning not curvy. It's straight as in straight jacket. It's spelled differently. It doesn't have the G-H in it. It's so straight that we can't move. You certainly can't bring anything with you through that straight gate. When a rich man asks Jesus how to inherit eternal life, Jesus says it's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God than for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. In truth, you cannot bring anything with you. Not your possessions. Certainly not your ego. There is a cave system in New Hampshire called polar caves that is about... And now is dry from where we live. In those caves is a passage called the lemon squeeze. It's so tight that you have to squeeze through the passageway. Children can fit through. But people my size, for example, can't fit through. That's what Jesus is saying about the gate to the kingdom of God. You have to squeeze through it. It is straight. You can't take anything through it. Not your self-identity, not your racial, or ethnic, or sexual, or religious identity, not your religion, not your doctrine, not your church, not your beliefs, not your worldview, not your politics. You have to leave all that behind. With every step you take through the straight gate, you need to leave something more behind until there is nothing left. That's why Jesus likens it to rebirth because it's like traveling through the birth canal. That's how straight it is. When you let go of all and you are nothing, that's when you see the kingdom of God. It's when you enter the kingdom of God. Most people do not do that. They can't do that. They prefer the broad way, the way of religion, where millions can go and have their cake and eat it too. There's certainly no shortage of preachers who will sell you this cheap grace. But Jesus calls this the broad way. You might call it the mega church way, the big way that leads to destruction. But the narrow way is life. Historically, only a few take this road less traveled. Religions or spiritual communities tend to form around these people. But anyone can enter, if they're willing to pay the price. All it costs is everything. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net My blog Spiritual Reflections can be found at marshalldavis.us There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.